show we are here at the dawn of crack and you may not recognize this voice i am james clary filling in for my good friend nick reed who's taking a well-deserved day off hope you're doing well nick hope you're sleeping actually because the rest of us are not we've got sarah myers running the board and we're going to have a good show today i'm actually going to take your calls sarah says nick's too long-winded she doesn't know me that well i told you that in secrecy (laughs) i I know i just announced it to the world of course nobody's up yet sarah we're we're okay it's me and you and the five other people i guarantee nick isn't up yet well maybe he is he probably probably not oh so anyway we got a lot to talk about of course we're going to get into the news by the way i have a show here on this same lovely radio station ksgf 104.1 you can find me at ksgf.com, click on podcasts and clarification. And we just wrapped up our October series. We kind of covered a lot of kind of fun, esoteric, spooky stuff. Sarah loves that kind of stuff, by the way. Uh, This month, we've got some really, really interesting people coming up. I'm really excited. We've got this gal named Rachel Alexander, who's making quite a name for herself. And, uh, One of the big stories, and, you know, we're going to kind of start off with it today, is that our justice system is a mess. And this Rachel Alexander is a lawyer who's written a lot about what's happened to the justice system. I know that our listeners understand this, and we see this two-tiered justice system. Uh, We see what's happening to President Trump. Uh, We saw the January 6th, and, you know, many, many of those people are still languishing in prison. We've had a couple of those people on the show, and uh, those people being prisoners. Jake Lang, most notably, uh, was one. And then, uh, gosh, can't remember the other guys. Oh, yeah, Tank Man from Twitter, who was there that day and uh, is still facing charges. I was just... If you if you listen to some of this, Sarah's got some audio keyed up. There's a, I don't know if you guys know, I'm sure you've heard that in Colorado, they're trying to remove President Trump from the ballot. The Democrats are desperate because they know they can't win in a fair election. I mean, they didn't win in 2020. I mean, come on, let's be serious. There's nobody in their right mind thinks Joe Biden got 81 million votes and Trump only 75. I mean, Trump had four million more votes than he did in 2016. He still lost. It's a bunch of hooey. And then, of course, the whole J6, quote, unquote, riot insurrection. But there's a uh, a witness testifying in that Colorado trial, which just started. I think it started yesterday. This guy is a Capitol Police officer. And uh, I pulled some testimony that he made from the January 6th riot. So Sarah's going to play that. And let's listen to what this guy has to say. Now, remember, this is this guy will be testifying at the Trump trial in Colorado. Go ahead, Sarah. There was plenty of booing. Uh, a woman called us stormtroopers. Another woman. 
who was part of the mob of terrorists laying siege to the capital of the United States, shouted traitors. I backtracked and started pulling the terrorists off my team from their backpacks and their collars. Terrorists were breaking apart the metal fencing and bike racks into individual pieces, presumably to use as weapons. Terrorists were scaling the scaffolding on both our sides, the tower that was in front of us, and attempting to breach the waist-high metal fencing that was the only barrier we had aside from ourselves. The sea of people was punctuated throughout by flags, mostly variations of American flags and Trump flags. There was Gadsden flags. It was clear the terrorists perceived themselves to be Christians. I saw the Christian flag directly to my front. Another read, Jesus is my savior, Trump is my president. I saw the thin blue line flag, a symbol of support for law enforcement more than once being carried by the terrorists as they ignored our commands and continued to assault us. The acrid sting of CS gas or tear gas and OC spray, which is mace, hung in the air as the terrorists threw, their own CS threw our own CS gas canisters back at us. The terrorists alternated between attempting to break our defenses and shouting at or attempting to convert us. Men alleging to be veterans told us how they had fought for this country and were fighting for it again. One man tr tried to start a chant of four more years. I couldn't okay, fully I can't, engage I can't, anyone. Sarah, I can't do it. I can't do it. This guy, did you see how, hear how many times he used the word terrorist? I mean, do you think he's jaded at all? Look, we know from witnesses that were there that day that the crowd was completely peaceful until the Capitol Police, this guy is the terrorist, until the Capitol Police attacked the crowd. They threw flashbangs and tear, tear gas into a peaceful crowd. What do you expect? The crowd started running. It's crazy. Let's check out what's going on in the local news. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. A Springfield man accused of stealing catalytic converters is expected to be sentenced today. 39-year-old John Griffith pleaded guilty earlier this year. Police arrested Griffith and another man after they say they stole two catalytic converters from cars in an apartment building parking lot. The repair costs from the two thefts were listed as over $900 each. Construction will start on a portion of Walnut Street this morning. Walnut will be closed between Kansas Expressway and Newton Avenue for about a month. Crews will be relocating communication lines beneath the road. That street will reopen in early December and a detour will be posted until then. And this weekend, Santa will be cruising into Springfield in Branson to officially kick off Santa's Wonderland at Bass Pro Shops. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. And your first alert forecast from Color 10 and Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sponsored by Navant Employee Benefits That Work. Today, sunny with a high near 47, but a wind chill of 17. Tonight, mostly clear with a low of 30. Tomorrow, sunny with a high near 58, wind chill of 22. And Friday, sunny with a high near 63. Thank you, Sarah. So anyway, I, as I was saying, the J6 event has already the narrative that the Democrats put on in the uh, infamous Jan January 6th committee hearings, which was such a waste of money and time. Uh, it, it, it's incredible. I mean, it really is. And if you try and find information that goes against the narrative. It's really hard if you use standard search engines. There's been plenty written. 
There's been plenty of films made. There's been plenty of uh, back and forth about the actual events that took place on that day, but it's been sanitized on the web. So we get back, I'm going to get into a story uh, of a journalist who was there on that day. Uh, it, it's it's hair-raising. It's clear, it hopes I almost said clarification. It's the Nick Reed Show. We'll be back in just a second. Hey, everybody. It's Nick Reed in the Morning Show. 104.1 FM KSGF, Springfield's Talk Radio. We are the number one talk radio in the Ozarks, and we appreciate your listenership. If you want to call in today, the number is 417-447-5743. If you've had your coffee and if you want to comment on that work, this hour we're kind of going over some territory that we've covered before, but in a little more detail, and that's the whole January 6th debacle, because it plays in to everything that's happening leading up to 2024 in the presidential election, which is exactly what they wanted to do. January 6th was such a convenient op for not just, I, you know, I want to say the Democrats, but it, it was the establishment Republicans as well. I mean, you remember the Mitch McConnell and, uh, you know, the leading members of Congress, Paul Ryan. They, it was, a, oh, it's such a sad and tragic moment, an attack on our democracy. You know what happened uh, two weeks ago? A mob of pro-Palestinian protesters stormed the Capitol. I didn't see any tear gas fired at them. They were in the building. Who let them in? Why weren't they arrested? You know, it's it's the two-tiered justice system, which, like I said, we're going to be covering quite a bit in uh, on clarification. We've got Rachel Alexander, who's really noted as one of the leading voices for justice system reform, which is desperately needed. There's a great article on uh, Gateway Pundit, and some of the th- this this is what really blows me away. There was a uh, a reporter named Luke Coffey, and he was there on January sixth, and he spent most of his day up where Trump had spoken, and he had interviewed some Chinese and Cuban immigrants who had expressed gratitude for the freedoms they have in America, and they were concerned about the slippery slide towards Marxism in our government. So, you know, this Luke Coffey, is a, he's actually a filmmaker, and he was making a documentary. And so he was like, this is really good stuff. I'm getting some good stuff. And, he, and suddenly three men in their early 20s ran towards him. And they were screaming, we need patriots. We need more patriots. People are dying. A woman died inside. And he thought it was weird. They're five blocks away from the Capitol, yet people were urging others to go to the Capitol. And I remember watching it on TV that day. And when they the Capitol got kind of swarmed, it was it was wild. Now, if you're familiar with Alex Stein, he's the guy, he's a comedian. He shows up at all kinds of public events and pretends to be other people. He's uh, 
He's hilarious. He's been attacked ruthlessly by the left, but Alex Stein is definitely a good follow. But uh, Stein is a friend of this Luke Coffee, and Stein had warned him to be careful that January 6th might likely have agent provocateurs, a term we've gone over in depth on this show that our government uses people dressed up to represent one side when actually they're just trying to incite violence. Now, we know that there were dozens, maybe hundreds of federal agents and, and other sympathizers of the federal government in the form of Antifa BLM were at this event and that many of them were the instigators of the violence. Ray Epps is the, the example we've talked about. And Ray Epps was finally charged because the Justice Department looked so weak by not charging him. But I guarantee you, he's going to get off with a slap on the wrist. <clears throat> I guarantee you he's being paid by the feds. So anyway, Coffee fought back the urge to uh, just run to the Capitol. He did go, and after the break, I'm going to tell you exactly what he saw when he got to the Capitol. It's Nick Reacher. We'll be right back. And then I saw her face. I'm a believer. And not a I'm so glad we're not on Facebook Live, Sarah. Yeah, welcome back. It's the Nick Reed in the Morning Show. I'm your host, James Clary, filling in for Nick. <laughs> I'm just digging on the monkeys music. Anyway, we're talking about uh, January 6th and the tentacles in the legal system that have sprung out of that event because of that event. You know, Trump's facing several indictments and in Colorado, they're trying to take him off the ballot, which is just insane if you think about it. So before the break, I was telling you about a gentleman, a filmmaker named Luke Coffey, who was there on January 6th. And Coffey, so he had watched Trump's speech and some people ran down and said, you've got to come to the Capitol. And he just thought it was weird, first of all. He was like, why? I just don't get it. So he, he, uh, he walked down to the Capitol and he was there to make a film, so he thought, well, you know, I better get down there. So he got to the lower west terrace of the Capitol around 4 o'clock, and he said something didn't look right. There were no barricades or fencing to stop people from entering the area. He noticed members of the media were strategically placed at key points with high-end cameras. Peaceful protesters singing the Star Spangled Bear, Bear, gosh, I can't talk, it's too early. Peaceful protesters who were singing the Star Spangled Banner were being fired on by police. Now, I've heard this over and over that none of the violence started until the peaceful crowd was fired on by police. He said there was an older gentleman standing on the scaffolding, shouting instructions to the peaceful protesters below. Things like, get your weapons. We need to move forward. Go up there. Get in there. And this man, I, I, now when I interviewed Tank Man, and that's the, the, the anonymous uh, 
icon he uses on Twitter. When I interviewed him, and he was there that day, he said that that he heard this scaffolding guy yelling these commands, get your weapons, move in, move in, take over. That guy has never been arrested. He's never been identified. The Capitol Police and the FBI have been asked about it, and they shrug it off. So he was obviously in a Fed. The federal agents were instigating this attack. So the commands continued. More young men like the three individuals from earlier parroted the same remarks to induce others in the Capitol. People were agitating a peaceful crowd using confusion and chaos. That's a quote from Coffee. On TV, it looks like a war. It makes it look like the crowd had initiated the violence, but they didn't. I mean, he's he's in the middle of watching this. And it just it was just bizarre to him because the crowd was totally peaceful. Yet you have the police firing on them and you had certain people in the crowd going, get in there, get your weapons. And most of those people have been identified as either a federal agent or they've never been arrested. The people that got arrested were primarily peaceful people. Some didn't even go in the Capitol. Now, here's where this goes from the bizarre to the sublime. Luke Coffey, this filmmaker, at January 6th that day, observed many people all of a sudden in the crowd that looked injured. They looked like they had been coming out of a MASH unit. And Sarah, I'll send you this link. I want you to put this article in the show notes because this picture I'm looking at, I'll describe this picture for you. There's a guy, oh, he's 50 maybe. He's got a kind of a grayish peppered beard. He's got a uh, GoPro strapped to his head, but he's got a bandage wrapped around his head and what appears to be a wound on his cheek and another on his forehead, and there's what appears to be blood. So as coffee's getting pressed into the crowd, he bumped into this young man with blood running down his face. He offered to pray for him. As he got closer, he noticed the blood was syrupy in nature, and it looked like stage blood. He decided to wipe the blood. He actually put his finger up, and he wiped it, and he realized it was fake. It wasn't real blood. He said the man then shrugged it off, acting embarrassed, dispersed in the crowd as Luke warned those around him that this guy was a Christ. Look, these people were crisis actors. We've done many deep dives on this show when I filled in for Nick and on my show on clarification on the techniques that are used by both federal, state, and local law enforcement to rile up a crowd to achieve certain objectives. And the objective on that day was to paint Donald Trump and his supporters as terrorists. You heard the the opening, if you were listening, You heard the opening uh, portion of the show. We played that testimony from a Capitol Police officer. He used the word terrorists like 15 times. I mean, this is an obvious, obvious. And then 
you know, talking about the different flags he saw. It's just, it's really infuriating. But we're going to get into even more detail after this. Talk 1041. The first alert forecast from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks. Today we have sunny skies with a high of 47, but a wind chill of 17. Tonight mostly clear with a low of 30. Tomorrow, sunny skies with a high near 58, wind chill values as low as 22. And on Friday, sunny with a high near 63. Thank you, Sarah. I am James Clary, filling in for Nick today. How's everybody doing? Love to hear from some of the regulars that usually call into the show. Give us a call at 417-447-5743. That's 447-5743. You can also text us on that line. You can also find me on Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. at KSGF. Turn to 104.1 on your FM radio dial. And I have a show called Clarification. Uh, You can also find us, believe it or not, you can find us on iTunes. I just checked on the Apple podcast. You can go to ksgf.com. There's a million different ways you can find us. And Nick does this. Nick and Sarah do this five days a week, every day. And I think they're crazy. So continuing the story that we were talking about, this Luke Coffee guy that was at the Capitol on January 6th. And he bumped into a crisis actor. Now, why is this important? Think about this. They literally, they being the feds, whoever was behind this, and and we know that Pelosi was in on it, the Capitol Police were in on it. There's a a woman who was, she wasn't head of the Capitol Police, but she was pretty hot, named Yogalanda Pittman. She was definitely involved in it. And what was crazy is they were able to do this without Trump's knowledge. There were senior GOP officials that were in on it, I guarantee you. So they went as far as to put people in costume as being wounded with fake blood, fake bandages, and put them in the crowd. Well, why would they do that? Well, it makes the scene appear more violent. Remember... Coffee said when he got there at 4 p.m., it wasn't violent at all. There was peaceful crowds singing the Star Spangled Banner and and other things, waving their flags. Look, I I was there, and I've said this before. I told the story. Most people forget there were two massive rallies in D.C. This was the second of the two on January 6th. The first one... And, and I do get confused. I think it was in October, like late, mid to late October. And that drew over 2 million people. And I was there. I drove to that because, and, it, and that's why, I, gosh, I'm going to have to look that up. Maybe, Sarah, you can see if you can find that. It would have been November, October or November of 2020. I'm trying to remember if it was before or after the vote. It was probably after because people were so mad that that election was obviously stolen. I mean, we, we watched it live on TV. People on Twitter, people on the left, people in the media, even, even on Fox cable TV, they want to paint you as crazy for suggesting that there was any kind of uh, fraud of any significant nature on, uh, in November. 
of 2020 in the presidential election. Look, we saw it. We're not stupid. I've watched a presidential election results. I mean, I I can remember where I was on many major elections, like the the Bush v. Gore election. I remember I was in St. Louis. I stayed up till four in the morning watching the coverage. My point is that night we saw it. All these key swing states said they were stopping counting in the middle of the night. It's never been done in American history. Never, ever. Think about that. They stopped counting, yet they didn't. We find out later Trump had a significant lead in every one of these states when we went to bed at 1 a.m. Yeah, we went to bed because they said they're not going to count until tomorrow. So what was the point of watching it? So they stop counting the votes. The media stops reporting on it. And we wake up. Surprise, surprise. Joe Biden wins, and in each one of those states, he won by the slimmest of margins. Georgia was 10,000 votes in a state with, what, 15 million? I mean, and they want us to say, oh, no, the election was completely. I mean, Tucker Carlson is really doing some great work now that he's been unshackled from Fox News. I mean, if you don't follow Tucker on Twitter, you should get a Twitter account just to follow Tucker Carlson. I mean, people like him, I mean, he's flat out said it. He goes, look, and he's lived in D.C. forever. He goes, everybody knew the election was fake in D.C. Everybody knew that. Democrats and Republicans alike, everybody knew it. They literally think you're stupid. They think nothing of you. They think you're that dumb that you can watch the election being stolen in front of your eyes and that you're going to go along and parrot their ridiculous, nonsensical dogma. The election was free and fair. January 6th was an attack on our democracy. No, we aren't going along with it. But January 6th, had the intended effect. These people being thrown in the D.C. gulags has had a chilling effect among people like myself, Nick, Sarah Myers, those of us who believe in personal, you, our listeners, who believe in personal liberty, who believe in the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, English law, the Magna Carta, all those things, it's had a chilling effect. I mean, I mentioned my girlfriend going back to D.C. for some some events. She's like, I don't want to go there. I don't blame her. I mean, it's, we, Dinesh D'Souza's got a film. I can't believe I paid to watch the premiere. I paid 20 bucks and I forgot. (laughs) But it's called The Police State. I was mentioning Tucker. Tucker has written a lot about this as well. We are definitely living in a police state. And, you know, it's really tough. The whole system seems stacked against us. But there is reason to hope. We have lost the culture war, but we're fighting back. And we're beginning to win some things. Now, this next year is going to be just nuts. We're in November now. We are literally a year away from this election. Think about that. It's really insane. I'm James Clary. We'll be right back. 
1041 Avis and the Avis Long-Term Rental. Now, they created this program to give you all of the benefits of a premium Avis car for an extended period of time with great rates and no long-term commitment. Now, the Long-Term Rental Program, it's great if you are looking to purchase a vehicle soon, but you're not exactly sure what you want to purchase. You don't want to make the wrong choice. So uh, Avis Long-Term Rental Program is great for you. And it's also great if you are a person who likes to lease your vehicles, but you're wanting a little bit more flexibility. Now, Avis and their long-term rental program, they have everything from uh, Ford F-250s, cargo vans, Chevy Bolt EVs, Jeep Wagoneers, you name it. Whatever lifestyle you have, the long-term rental program, they have got a vehicle for you. Now, if you want more information on the long-term rental program, just swing by the Avis store. It's located off of Fort and Sunshine here in Springfield. Speak to Lauren. And of course, you can find all of their contact information under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF.com. James. Thank you, Sarah. I'm just, you know, when I, whenever I get back into this stuff, this stuff being, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about the real January 6th, what really happened that day. It's just infuriating to me. There were so many heroes that day and there were some martyrs and none of them were the police. Now, I think the majority of the Capitol Police that were there that day, they weren't read into exactly what they're doing. But certainly there were members of the Capitol Police that were given certain orders to do certain things and they did it. They were given orders to shoot flashbangs and tear gas into a peaceful crowd. And they did. And guess what? They were shot in such a way that it caused the crowd to move in which direction? Towards the Capitol. You can see that what little video's been released. Thank you, Speaker Johnson. He's still, the GOP Congress has still not released the tapes. Release the dang tapes already. It's ridiculous. The GOP promised this when they won control. That's why McCarthy, the main reasons he was kicked out. Matt Gates is a hero in my book and said, look, there were certain promises made when we agreed to vote for McCarthy as speaker. And one of the main ones was to be a complete public release of the videotapes from January 6th. Now you have to ask yourself. Why hasn't it been done? We're talking about the Republicans, not the Democrats. And if Speaker Mike Johnson doesn't release these tapes in the next, say, well, in the next six months leading up to this election, you can be assured he's part of the rhino establishment that answers to the intelligence apparatus. The police state, Dinesh D'Souza's new film covers. So this Luke, I'm telling the story of Luke Coffey, a filmmaker who's there on January 6th. And you can see a picture. The entrance, there was a certain entrance to the, to the Capitol that he was at. And let me see. It was, in the, it was in the Upper West Terrace Archway. Now, this is where a woman named Roseanne Boyland was killed 
due to the actions of the Capitol Police. We've all heard of Ashley Babbitt, but there was another victim of police violence that day, and it was Roseanne Boylan. Well, there were many, but Roseanne Boylan was trampled to death because the police guarding that door pushed her down, sprayed her with mace, and she was being trampled by the crowd. The police could have gotten her up and helped her, and they refused to. And she, can you imagine that death? Honestly, I'm terribly claustrophobic. And when I was a kid, I used to do what we called dog pile, where like five of your friends would jump on top of you. It terrified me. I couldn't breathe. Even though I could breathe to a certain extent, I mean, the claustrophobia part of it just freaked me out. I think I got claustrophobia from those dog piles. That's how Roseanne Boylan died. As a matter of fact, I just pulled up another article. Her family has just spoken out. The story after the J6 attack was that uh, Roseanne Boylan died of a drug overdose. Lie. Fake news. She died from being trampled to death. I said I wanted some of our regular callers to call in. I was thinking specifically of my friend Benny in Stratford. He always calls. Hey, Benny, how are you doing? Oh, well, thank you. It's no longer hot, and I'm loving this cooler weather. Yeah, me too, brother. Me too. I wanted, I wanted to mention that a guy named Wade on Root has a show on Real America's Voice News. Yep. And I he know. wrote an article about... Here's your proof the election was stolen. And basically what he did is he went through the stark differences between uh, Trump's presidency and after the Democrats took over and how different America is um, and all of the, all the things that show the difference in America uh, between Trump and Biden. Mm. And if you if you read, look up and read the eight steps that collapse America, Clyde and Pivens, eight steps to collapse America. Yeah, you'll see if you go through and read those, and you pay attention to what's going on, you'll see that they're following those eight steps to a T. Yeah. No, I agree it's totally. Crazy. I've got that article pulled up, by the way. I do follow Wayne Allen Root and watch his show. Real America's Voice, by the way, is one of the really better channels in the alternative media. Thank you for your call, Benny. I appreciate it. When we come back, we're going to take more of your phone calls and just do all kinds of fun stuff. I'm James Clary. We'll be right back. Welcome back. It's the Nick Reed in the Morning Show on 104.1 KSGF. I am your host, James Clary, filling in for Nick. Uh, appreciate your call, Benny. Had to cut off to get to a break, but give us a call at 417-447-5743. We're talking about this first hour. We're wrapping up on January 6th. And just the whole revelations, everything that happened, Four years ago, almost four years ago. Well, it will be four years this coming January. It's crazy to think it was that long ago, but that, you know, leading up to that election, I was talking about how the election was actually stolen. And I've been going over this article by uh, the Gateway Pundit that tells the story of Luke Coffey, who was a filmmaker and was there on January 6th. And we've gotten to the point where this Luke guy, 
He's in the West Terrace archway, and there's many of photos. That's where Roseanne Boylan died. The police are grouped up next to the door, protecting the door, the entrance to that door, which is kind of strange when you consider that other doors to the Capitol were wide open and police were actually waving people in. But at this doorway, there was some obvious agent provocateurs that were trying to be violent. So this coffee guy says, look, I, no one, I can't allow anyone to be hurt. He says, and he's a, a devout Christian, he said he felt like he was called by the Lord to protect both the protesters and the police. He found there was all kinds of debris on the ground. He found a crutch. Someone had dropped their crutch. It's probably one of these fake crisis actors that was made to look wounded. He picked up the crutch, and there's an iconic picture of him standing in the doorway with his back to the police. He's facing the crowd, holding up the crutch as a barrier, and he's saying, stop it, stop it. He even says, in the name of Jesus, stop it. Now, below him, he sees Roseanne Boylan. He hears her screaming. And there are several people in the crowd, including the the guy Tank Man, who I interviewed for clarification, trying to help her. Eventually, Roseanne Boylan was pulled out from under this pile of people. And CPR had begun, but she was already dead. She was gone. The cops made no attempt to rescue her. They showed no regard for their own use of force model. They had an obligation to help Boyland, but they didn't. There was a retired police chief named Stan Kephart who said, we don't train officers to hit people in the head with a blunt object. It's to be avoided. He says, we teach other targets, arms, legs, things like that. Moreover, officers are trained not to strike a down person. Yet that's exactly what they did to Roseanne Boylan. And I can't remember her name, but one of the cops, the Capitol Police, a woman repeatedly struck Boylan in the head while she was down. Now, we've all seen the, the video of Ashley Babbitt being shot by a Capitol Police officer. Roseanne Boylan was also killed by the Capitol Police. Where's the justice for those people? Eric Swalwell, Nancy Pelosi. It's infuriating. These people were murdered. The FBI, the Democrats, and the establishment rhino Republicans staged a fake insurrection on January 6, 2020. Now, this Luke Coffey guy, who's standing in the breach, standing between the police and the protesters, telling the, the few protesters in the crowd who were being violent, we know now we're probably agent provocateurs, undercover federal agents, telling them to stop the violence. He's being charged. Luke Coffey, this filmmaker, he faces 10 criminal charges, including civil order and assaulting, resisting, or impeding Capitol Police officers. He was trying to protect them. 
it's it's just I'm looking at his indictment right now. Luke Russell Coffey committed and attempted to commit an act to obstruct, impede, or interfere with a law enforcement officer lawfully engaged in account two, using a deadly or dangerous weapon. That is a crutch. Did forcibly assault, resist, oppose, impede, intimidate, or interfere with an officer? He did not. You know that many of these defendants were never allowed access to their, uh, these tapes. I mean, it's pretty insane when you think about it. They were not allowed access to tapes that would approve their innocence. I mean, what kind of America are we living in? It's really frightening, guys. So if you haven't read, I'm going to make sure that Sarah gets this in the uh, show notes. This is a great article in the Gateway Pundit about Luke Coffey. And the fact that our federal government, I mean, this none of this surprises me. Because I've done deep dives on many other events. 9-11, <laughs> it did not happen as they tell you it did, folks. OKC bombing, that's one of the biggest ones. We did a whole show on that, on clarification. You can find that at ksgf.com. It's just, it's sad. But you know what? It is up to us to change it. Nothing's going to change if we sit on our rear ends and do nothing about it. Yes, and we have to go vote, even though they're going to try and steal it. I'm James Clary. We'll see you in just a few.